Hey everyone, welcome back to Aravipa Trail Talk, episode 77. Couple weeks off here. We had a busy couple weeks here at Aravipa. We had uh, quite a few events, a couple back-to-back weekends. So we are happy to get past that and uh, look on to the next thing. But we do want to do a bit of a recap of what we just went through. So that's what we're doing today. We're back. Yeah. It's going to be great. We got Matt back in the studio. We're pretty happy about that. Pretty stoked about that. We got Bryce here. I know that he is in the midst of his fall racing season. We're going to check in with him. So uh, lots of exciting stuff to go over this week. So if you are tuning in live, just remember we do have uh, live questions in the chat. So feel free to jump on in there and ask us your questions about everything going on. So uh, let's kind of circle back. Um, We had... Uh, let's see, not this weekend, but the weekend before, we had the Fat Ox Endurance Runs, we had the McDowell Mountain Frenzy Trail Races, and we did have to cancel our mountain bike race that weekend. There was a ton of rain that came through Phoenix, which impacted all of our events. And then this weekend, we're coming off of not only Desert Solstice, but also the Tucson Marathon, which is the first road marathon that we've organized. We had a great time out there actually the weather was perfect it was a great day yeah i mean uh, a pretty big last uh, couple weekends for sure yeah we're hoping to never have this much going on <laughs> it was kind of a serendipitous thing having some events fall on these same weekends so we're hoping to spread the calendar a little bit next year work smarter not harder definitely, right definitely definitely right on where should we start this week yeah, I mean, <clears throat> do you want to start uh, maybe back at like Fat Ox, McDowell Mountain Frenzy, or do you want to start with the things that most recently happened while they're, you know, top of mind? Man, I'm really open for for anything. I was going to try and get to our agenda here real quick. Where do you want us to start, Bryce? <laughs> I mean, we could s- chronologically, I think, McDowell Mountain Frenzy, Fat Ox. Yep. So do you want to start uh, with Fat Ox? You were out on site. You were race directing this race at a new venue. Uh, what was uh, what was the feedback like uh, with the new with the new course? Yeah, absolutely. So um, traditionally, the Nardini series events, which is our small fixed time series, has has t- taken place at Nardini Manor, and um, they ended up having a wedding kind of wedding season here in Phoenix, the weather and everything. So uh, we couldn't use Nardini for this event. And so it's been on my mind for a little bit. They built a one mile concrete loop out at Estrella Park, same place that we hold host cold water. And so we got the loop certified. They were open to us coming out. And I thought it would be a great chance for uh, people to try out a new course. So we brought the Fat Ox Endurance Runs out there and I think overall it was great. Um, the surface is, is great. It's as far as performances go, I think it's going to be better than across the years. It's going to be better than Narnini Manor and it kind of offers probably arguably even better than jackpot. Um, just because there is almost no climb on this loop and it is just short of one mile. So it's, it's a great distance. The climb is negligible. It's consistently the same uh, all the way around. There's zero sharp turns on the course. Doesn't get much better than that. The only thing it's missing is lighting around the entire loop. Um, But I think that's a minimal issue. So we did have a new 48 hour Canadian record set, set by Jerry Hughes. 
He came on out. He is a, an awesome story. He does not have a large intestine. So he that does provide some interesting challenges for him nutritionally. He he can't eat certain types of foods. I think he has to carry like a certain extra thing with him. And like wow. I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but it didn't stop him from breaking Dave Proctor's forty eight hour Canadian record. And That's then he impressive. also got into the top ten all time North American list. So wow. kind of with all the American runners. That's uh that's pretty impressive. So that's pretty cool. We also had a couple age group records set out there um, by a couple different folks as well. So Larry, I think it's Larry Stevens of the Larry Slam, if you remember that from Mountain Outpost, sometime in the last couple of years, there was, a, I think he did like Pine to Palm, maybe like Tahoe Rim Trail, a bunch of these Northwest hundreds and he made his own slam. Call it the Larry Slam. Classic. I think it's hilarious. Sounds, uh, sounds like something you would do. Probably. So <laughs> anyways, yeah, Fat Ox was great. Uh, it rained on us uh, through half the event, but I think it's it's something. I know it's not that more forgiving gravel surface, but as far as performances goes, I think it's going to be a great option out there. We're going to move the event back into November next year, um, and we're toying around with the idea of filing for the USATF 24-hour national championship. We haven't had a national championship, I think, in a couple years, if I recall. I don't know. I haven't, maybe since North Coast, which seems like a long time ago. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it could be an interesting option for folks. Yeah, definitely. I think that, <clears throat> I think that that'd be a really, you know, interesting venue for a U.S. championship, right? Uh, you know, you've got a, a fast venue. You've got capacity to, to take on, you know, a high number of, uh, participants. Um, so it could be, could be pretty cool. Absolutely. Question for you, Jamil. Yes, sir. Do you think it would have been more difficult at the Nardini Manor with the rain? Like how do you, th do you oh think my God. having the concrete oh, yeah. It would have been <laughs> disgusting. Like, yeah, it would have been super muddy. Um, yeah, not good. Not good. E I mean, even across the years, I mean, it's actually predominantly dirt course for across the years there's some sharp turns there's some more narrow sections um i know it is lit up at night but you know there's just a brief section of asphalt and kind of sidewalk um and this one is completely paved so yeah like i said i think people that are more used to doing trail runs maybe not as happy about it but for those that are true road runners and true looking for that that best top performance the fact that it is such a great loop i think could lend itself well to great performances in the future well, yeah and i mean <clears throat> it'll be yeah the rain was kind of fast no all weather right yeah because of the because of the surface so i mean there was a couple little puddles we actually had one low spot right near the timing tent so we were <laughs> kind of brooming away and and kind of draining it a little bit but other than that it was it was pretty great uh, and then McDonald Mountain Frenzy, um, that was the big one. I didn't get to make it out there, um, but I think couldn't have had more awesome races unfold for the Golden Shoe performances and for those Solomon Athlete sponsorships. Um, Georgia Porter and Brian Curl were the winners. Georgia from Flagstaff. Brian, I think, from Salt Lake area. Does that sound right? I'll double check. Maybe, I think he's from Utah. Yeah. I, I think of that because I raced against him at the Rufa. Uh, 12 hour he was the only he might have been the only one to go eight laps this year which is impressive on that course 
Yeah, and I mean, their performances uh, at McDowell Mountain 50 were impre- super impressive, right? I mean, uh, course records for both. Um, and just, yeah, I mean, they they beat really, really competitive fields by, like, not not massive margins, but, like, it wasn't, you know, super, super tight or super close. So, um yeah, that was really impressive. Obviously, Georgia's Georgia's win was incredible. Uh, I think that she was maybe in the top ten overall as well, which is pretty impressive. Again, given you know Way there were people from all field. over, yeah, coming out. For we had this multiple race. men break the course record. Looks like uh, so, Brian. Thank you, Lindsay McDonald, in the chat. Uh, Brian is from Salida, Colorado. Yeah, that's right. He's from Colorado. Yeah, Salida. Yeah, got it. Oh, okay. Nice. Got the altitude. And I will mention, because Sarah brought it up in the chat, rain was definitely a factor at McDowell this time. I think uh, I finished up when it just started sprinkling, but by like an hour after I got in, like the trail, it it turned into rivers. I know people were running through like actual streams. Well, and I remember seeing a lot of like those finisher photos where like Brian Curl's finisher photo like his his shirt is just like painted onto oh, yeah, his body there. because it's soaked. It was dumping, and that's going to make that last part of the course slower too. There's a couple areas they call it the clay pit out there. Yep. So it's honestly a lot of the park out there handles the rain really well. The Pemberton Trail, for the most part, is that crushed gravel granite. Yep, and so it doesn't really get muddy, and it doesn't really get soft. It just kind of flows down. But there are a few sections that that turn nasty out there. Well, like, think about how impressive those times were, given the fact that they would have spent, you know, the last little bit of the course, you know, in a pretty good rain. You know, like those records. If we get these kind of, if we (laughs) if we get these kind of competitive fields year over year, those records could kind of keep getting pushed down. I think, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. So shout out to Brian Curl, and we had Galen Hetch and J.P. Giblin for your men's podium, and then. Uh, Georgia Porter, uh, Megan Slavin, and Kelsey Slagle were your uh, podium for the women in the 50-mile. So top three. So podium for both men and women. Uh, all of them, all six of those individuals are on the top time list for the 50-mile. Like That's a bit. awesome. Yep. That's awesome. And then in our 50K, uh, which of course is part of our dirt series point standings both the 50 mile and 50k get you points for the hawk series uh we had chris myers roll in from la and smoked it he broke a rob <laughs> Carr course record 321 15 he was checks notes 17 minutes ahead of second place nick curry just yeah. destroyed 17 it. 17 minutes ahead of nick curry yeah that's what's crazy it's not like uh you know, he was he was out there in, again, another, like, he was in a very competitive field and still just absolutely crushed it. And then Bryce Brooks, third place hey, on the podium, hey, 351. Hey. Legit. It was, I mean, conditions for the 50K, if you finished in, like, four and a half hours or less, were ideal. Like, cool, uh, overcast the whole time, and then, like I said, I just got sprinkles. Like, so it wasn't. The rain wasn't a negative factor for the, I'd say, the first like quarter of the 50K. Yeah. And then Rachel Lemke of Manitou Springs was your winner for the women 435 with Tracy Campagno second and Rachel Buzzard third. So they're both locals to Arizona. 
And just a somebody mentioned the chat, but Chris Myers flew on that course. I know Brian Curl did too. And I, I just got to see Chris Myers firsthand, like 321, I think is what he ran that 50K in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, anytime you take down a, a Rob Carr in his prime course record, it's that's pretty impressive, you know? I mean, it's it stood since, what, 2012? 2012. Uh, 2012. So that's Chris 10 years. has been at it for a little while here. It looks like he ran his first 50K back in 2019, and uh, he was first at the Bulldog Ultra. And then trying to see what else he did. He's way too cool. was the sixth place in 2020. First place at Black Canyon, 60K um, this year. Fifth at Way Too Cool this year. First place at Quicksilver, 50K. Fourth at Broken Arrow. First at Bulldog Ultra again. Seventh at Mammoth, 50K. And here he is at Frenzy, 50K. So it'll be fun to see. He doesn't. He's not registered for anything on the Ultra sign up coming up, but we'll see. Maybe yeah. he's. Uh, maybe he would be a last minute entrant to Black Canyon. Yeah. I mean, he was here for the 60K last year. Oh, he won that first overall? Yeah. It? Yep. Yeah. So why not come out for the for the 100K? Um, do we want to touch base with our 25K winners as well? Let's um, do it. Dan quest- Watson. What's that? Quick question. Yeah. Just from Sarah Newberry in the chat. With the golden shoes, uh, did they represent gender like a women's shoe and a men's shoe? I'll just say to Sarah, they were gender neutral shoes. I think she's asking specifically if we had like a gender for the men and women's shoe I'll just say they were unisex oh i think they were i originally we were going to do that but i think he decided to spray paint um like an s lab or this it was like an s lab sense yep seven which i think is a unisex style so um uh, dan watson was your winner in 145 kind of blew everyone away um and then for the women's race, we had Amanda Westergaard was your winner in 221. For the 10 miler, we'll give a shout out to Kevin Aller, uh, winning in 110. With Alicia Morton, your winner uh, for the women in 125. And then your five mile race, Aaron Barber, 3546. Yeah, buddy. And Katie forty eight twenty. Love it. Aaron, uh, second fastest all time for Aaron. Aaron was moving fast. And then we had our Strava segments. Ah, uh, yes. You want to go into those? Yeah, let me pull those up real fast. So we've been doing these Strava segment challenges at the Desert Runner Trail Series for this winter. It's just a fun little additional thing that we've thrown in there. Um, and so we have two different ones for frenzy. The first one is get to the channel. This is a 0.91 mile segment. So we'll go down to this year. Let me throw it on the TV screen view. And then we could do past month this month. Is it just going to show It's just going to show December. So we'll just do this year and then we'll just, did it show? Well, you want, you want, yeah, you want this month. Oh, you're right. Yeah, December 3rd. There we go. 3rd. So Aaron Barber looks like was your winner. 622 pace. That tracks. Whew. Cooking. And then this one was for the longer courses. Oh, let me uh, pull up women here too. So female was Jesse. 
came in. 803 pace. This one was just to like the, just to the, Scott calls it a channel. So that's how the name Get to the Channel came about. Well, it's called the Channel by the Park. It is called the Channel by the Park. Correct. Got it. Yeah. I the see. The official name of it. And the Gold Digger Descent, which is on the 50 mile and the 50K course. By a healthy margin. Chris Myers took that. Brian Curl, though, is fourth, running the 50-miler. Well, Galen well, Justin, and JP. Justin Grunwald, uh, wasn't uh, he in yep. the 50-miler, too? Was, he was in it, yep, and he uh, he had to drop. Missed a, missed a turn. Can you go up and show us where that segment is? Oh, yeah. So that is... Oh, it's coming down Thompson Peak. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's... Oh, no. It's, so it's... It would be, be f as oh, you're going in, this is the Dick going down prospector. Oh, so it's in the 50K and 50 mile. Right. Got it. Okay. Yep. Right on. Cool. And then women was Rachel Lemke. Who was the 50K winner. Makes sense that they would be the fastest. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, let's see. Let's talk about the winners of Fat Ox. We had our 100-mile winner was Ellen Lagerman. Um, other notable, that we talked about Jerry Hughes, Larry Stevens, and Jen Francis was our 12-hour winner for, she did 100K. So, all right. Also happening that day were the lotteries for Hard Rock and Western States. And my story from that day is I was watching kind of it all unfold as I was out at Fat Ox and we had John Figverisi, who is one of the Barkley finishers. He lives in Flagstaff now. He came out to do the six hour. And while he was mid loop, he got pulled for both races, Western States and Hard Rock back to back, essentially. People were watching both and he got pulled and so I got to announce to him as he was came he was coming around, which is just awesome. It's like totally makes someone's day when they find out they get into these races. That's so awesome. Um, and then Pam Reed, who was also running the hundred miler, got into both. Got in man. I wonder what the odds are of getting into both in the same year. I think it just depends <clears throat> who you are. If you're like um, a legacy yeah. hard rocker, but it it's got to be super low because Western states is just so hard to get into. They're both so hard to get yeah. into. Man, that's crazy. Arlen Glick also got into both, it sounds like. That might be a that's that, gotta be a dance that's, pick. That's pretty interesting, right? Yeah. I was that's per, I, per yeah, you have any other notes. ideas on Dale's picks here? I that don't. seems like one for sure. Yeah, I mean I don't know how else like he would have qualified get in for ticket. hard rock. Huh? What was his hard rock qualifier? We had to still have a oh, qualifier. Yeah, yeah. Probably run rabbit run. Oh yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but one got in ticket. With one... Yeah. <laughs> you you question it. It's possible, but you question it. See, Zach Bates got in. Zach Bates got into Western States. Yep. yep Western. We had a handful of uh, Arizona runners for sure get in, which is awesome to see. Yeah, it is. Your brother? And what I loved oh, was yeah. that Scott out at McDowell Mountain Frenzy had hats for people. See you at States or see you at Hard Rock. See you at Hard Rock. Yeah. It's really cool. Your brother got into Hard Rock? He got into Hard Rock. Yep. Yep. No uh no lottery luck for you? Well, I didn't put in for Hard Rock. 
mm. and I didn't get pulled for Western States. So back to the, I guess I got to find my qualifier for Western States for next year. We'll see. What else happened? Tucson Marathon. So Tucson Marathon, we're just coming off that. We had Rob Arend from Phoenix take the win. And second was Dan Brownstein. They were both, I think, 230. Nick Curry was third in 231. For the women, Uh, uh, Corinne Chalvoy was your winner for the women's race in 255 on the air viper racing team we had amanda sullivan second and jenna robeson third we say, also what's that what's the name uh could you repeat the name of the first place male in the full rob arend yeah. rob arend yeah. that's right so we might be mentioning his name again he's 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 in for another race coming up he's doing the thriller Thriller 50K. Nice. So I'm on that real Another recently. Another throwdown with Nick, who is also in is he Thriller really? 50K. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Here he goes again. Is that, that's three weeks in a row. Because he, he, he did 50K. Yeah. He did Tucson Marathon, which he podiumed in both of those. And now, yeah, 50K next week. In our 50K, which is definitely a smaller component of the whole race, there's about 30 people that did that compared to the – I think 600 plus that did the marathon. <coughs> Nathan King was your winner. I got to chat with him for a little bit. And then Vivian Bobbitt of Tucson was your winner and second overall. She crushed it. Congratulations. Viv's vibe. Viv's on vibe YouTube. on YouTube. Yep. Check her out. So that that's kind of the recap of, of Tucson. We're, uh, yeah, we're excited to host that one and we'll be hopefully looking to make some changes next year to the event. Um, we're looking at some new courses. Hopefully we'll have approval for them in January and we'll be able to release those out into the world. And yeah, we're just excited for, I guess, the future of that event. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. I feel like this is kind of just like the starting point, right? In terms of where we think this race can uh, can kind of grow to. Definitely. There are some scenes from it going on behind you there. The, this is from last year. Yep. Um, we have a short video we'll be posting probably later today from some visuals from this year, which is awesome. But yeah, it's an interesting race. It's it's called the Tucson Marathon, but it is north of Tucson. Um, a good part of it is along the highway here. And it's honestly pretty scenic. It's not in the middle of a city, so it's a little bit of a different type of a, of a road race. It'll be a little more in the city next year, the town of Oro Valley, hopefully, and we're going to have a really unique start line next year for the race. Yeah, and I mean, it's <clears throat> you get to really experience kind of the beauty of the Sonoran Southwest as you're um, kind of traversing along this super downhill, uh, super downhill course. So couldn't ask for better weather as well for the most part. You know, it's cold a lot of places this time of year. It was right Not around terrible freezing at the start, but then it yeah it warmed up nicely. Didn't get too hot. It's great. Um, all right, let's circle back around to Desert Solstice. You were out there. Maybe you want to take the lead on that one. How did the live stream play out this year? How did the race play out this year? Yeah, I mean, so the live stream we broadcast from trackside this year. So we were set up like in lane six or seven uh, just before the start finish line. So. Really cool experience. Huge shout out to uh, the sponsor Hoka, who, you know, kind of helped bring all of that to life, right? We were able to, 
you know, really have a lot more branding on site, but also we're able to just do a lot more with the live stream in terms of um, uh, like visual elements and things like that. And again, being able to broadcast trackside was pretty awesome. Uh, the race was was great. I feel like Solstice is always a really awesome race because even when people drop out, you're watching you know some of the best fixed time runners in the world, uh, you know, running here. And, um, you know, we saw a number of, of age group records and, uh, surface records. And, uh, we watched Marissa Lysak do Marissa Lysak things and put on kind of a clinic. Uh, well, she set a PR, won the race overall, 156, miles. She executed just the perfect, race strategy like at one point she was back in like 12th or 13th overall and she was just so consistent avoided those real big numbers on laps you know when you start to hit you know a little bit of a hole she didn't she didn't hit those laps where she had to go sit down for 15 minutes or 20 minutes she really um kind of minimized those and had a great performance and so it was awesome to be trackside and to be able to bring you know, we we didn't have an American record. We didn't have Camille setting a new 100-mile world record, but we had a number of just, like, really awesome performances. Uh, Chad Lassiter, I think, was uh, second overall first male with 150-plus miles, and yeah, I think he moved into uh, a position that would qualify him for the team as of right now, so... That's an interesting story because he was applying, I think, under the B standard and kind of got in at the last minute to the race they kind of maybe a spot opened up or two and he got in which is pretty cool because he definitely proved himself yeah i mean just an excellent race and again even the people who you know maybe had to drop early or jeff browning who stopped at 100 miles but uh you know everyone kind of laid it out there jeff another interesting story like i couldn't think of something more like the opposite for him probably right like uh, coming to a fixed time track event when he's, you know, re- been really successful with like big mountain races, and he's at a point in his career where he doesn't he doesn't have to to do anything to like prove anything to anyone. Um, and for him to kind of step out of his comfort zone and try something new, I think was really cool. Uh, it was really cool to see. So yeah, we had um, Camille set a. 100 mile open track record 130216 I think that's her third best all time 100 American or was was that the American track uh, open yeah. record or I'm world? pretty sure Yeah okay and then yeah and then and she then also hit the mile, 50 mile and 100 50 mile American open track record and in 55746 and also 100k yeah. yeah and then Olivier LeBlond I think was your men's 100 mile winner in 14 flat 23 seconds looks like so yeah, Another yeah. I mean, there solstice. were there were just so many interesting storylines coming oh. into that race too, and some that didn't pan out. With like you had Amanda Nelson and Victoria Brown both in the same race chasing the Canadian twenty four hour record, which like didn't come to fruition for either of them. But it just made for like so many interesting things like to like kinda, yeah to yeah. keep your eye on, you know. So, Chris Warden hopping in the chat here for us. Love it. During her final 45 minutes, Melissa 
Marissa had a streak of 17 consecutive laps where she sped up, starting at 2.27 down to 1.58, and she wasn't wearing a watch. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine, yeah, 17 consecutive laps with no watch where each one successively gets faster. And it was between 20, about 30 seconds faster, so it's like a second per... Yeah, it's like one to two... Th- seconds yeah, per, one to two seconds amazing. per lap, right? Wow. That's awesome. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> Super cool. Well, it'll be interesting to see Desert Solstice next year as the world championships are going to be December 3rd in Taiwan. So we will likely be a week or two weeks after that, depending on how the dates line up. So we'll probably not see any, we won't see any of the 24 hour team members at Desert Solstice next year, which could open things up for a whole new batch of folks to come out and get a chance to line up at Desert Solstice. Well, I, or focus on the 100-mile distance. I think that was something so. that your brother Nick had pointed out during the live stream that I found really interesting was during those years when Solstice aligns with world champs, you actually tend to see maybe better 100-mile fields um, because you get kind of newer people uh, coming in, so you'll see a lot more new faces, which I think is super awesome. And at this point, I mean, it is kind of interesting how it lines up, but if we do the national championship for 24 hours at Fat Ox, that would be like the week and a half before that. So I don't know, in a perfect world, maybe the lineup wouldn't make sense, but a lot of opportunities, I guess, for people that want to line up and run 24 hours. It could be an exciting time. Well, and I, th- I mean, how many, six people make the world team, right? It's, yeah, so it's, it's not like everyone. You're looking at, you know, there's a plethora of yeah. really talented runners yeah. who aren't going to, who aren't going to make the team. Well, and I would think too, you know, a lot of people that can't get into desert solstice for whatever reason, and maybe don't want to run on a track, they can go to a race like fat ox, yep. you know, age group, athletes especially i think would be great for them that want to compete for that national title yeah for so. sure cool what else do we got is that everything that happened in the last couple of weeks i think for the most part five races yeah i think we got it i mean yeah technically technically we had five races right one two we three, had a four. cancellation of the well but we had thriller or um uh frenzy mayhem mayhem sure Mayhem Night Runs. Can't That's leave right. that out. That's right. And yeah. Five races in two weekends. It's too much. It's <laughs> a lot. Including, <laughs> and they were in like, a, what, a combined total of three days or something like that? Absolutely. <laughs> so coming up, we're looking at the Cave Creek Thriller this weekend. It's the last race in the fall component of the Desert Runner Trail Series. Um, we've got, I think almost 500 yep, coming out, which is awesome. It's a great, great place. Great way to run into the holiday season. Yeah. And that 50 K course is super unique, right? Because it's a point to point along the, the Maricopa trail, which is, you know, super beautiful. So really stoked, uh, that we got a lot of people we got a hundred people in the 50 K, which is yeah. the biggest it's ever been. That's awesome. super exciting. Rob Arend is your headliner, I guess. We got Bryce Brooks, Andy Klink, Nick Curry, um, Chris Burkle from New England. It's kind of your top men. James Brayfogle, he's always a consistent one out here. 
And Rachel Buzzard is going to be back. Um, we got Bella Ward, Lori Enlow, Rachel Goldblum, Summer Igo, Paula Olson. So that's kind of your top women that are going to be competing in the 50K. Probably got some familiar names on the 24K. We have 151 in the 24K. Very unique because it's a point-to-point 24K yep. along the Maricopa Trail. So both of these unique um, in the sport for sure. Which, uh, and thank you to Affluent Journeys, who's also in the chat. for uh, we got his, his video of the Cave Creek Thriller going on in the background nice. there. Nice shout-out. Yeah, really, really great one. We've got um, in the 24K... Ooh, this one's looking pretty stacked up. Mm-hmm. Amanda Westergaard, who just won, I think, the Frenzy. Short, we just shouted short her distance out. distance of Frenzy, yeah. We got Leah Rosenfeld. Love it. Hannah Friedrich, Natalie Sandoval, Jesse Pearl. Those are kind of your top. Wow, that, that actually is, is super interesting. So, Leah. Hannah Friedrich was just fourth place at the Frenzy. Well, Leah Rosenfeld is is interesting as well. Like, she ran... She helped us uh, with commentary for Flagstaff Skypeak, but she ran for Under Armour Dark Sky Distance for a while. She might still as well, based up in Flag, and I believe that she's won the marathon at the Maccabi Games. I apologize if I mispronounce that, which is like the Jewish Olympics, like multiple times. Um, And so to see her making her way to the trails is super interesting against you know, a number of really talented runners. You know, Natalie Sandoval, Amanda Westgard. Uh, she won Imogene Pass last year. I think she was maybe top five or top ten at Crown King. Fourth at Crown well. King, yeah. yep. And then fourth at the Continental Divide Trail Race 16-miler. So we'll see uh, See how she's that's feeling. Gonna be, that's going to be pretty sweet. It's going to be a good race, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, stay tuned. We will have uh, the results up on live.airvaporrunning.com. You can follow along from afar or come on out. We, yeah. uh, I think there's going to be a beer garden at the finish. Sounds like there's going to be some pizza at the finish this year. So come we'll check it a, out. We'll have a Strava segment. We will have a Strava is. segment. There the is fi- yeah, the final quarter-mile sprint to the finish. So get oh, your legs gonna primed. Be, it's, that's uh, going to be awesome. It's called ABC, another Scott Tra- Trayer-influenced uh, Strava segment name. Always be chasing. Always be chasing, huh? Always be chasing. Closing? Always closing. closing. Thank you. That was a different C word. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for you. Uh, yep. Thank you. Um, all right, let's move on to some other exciting news that's happening. Um, so this idea has been floating around in our heads for a while. Like I would say ever since the very first Black Canyon live stream um, in 2021, it was just 2021. No, see, it was feels like year. it was like a decade ago. It was just last year. Yeah. We did our first kind of remote on-course like premiere broadcast. Yeah, right? exactly. That wasn't just Desert Solstice. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, ever since last year, <laughs> we've been thinking about <laughs> how cool would it be to do more live streams of the Western States Golden Ticket races? That would be incredible. And so I actually reached out to um, both Canyons and Bandera last year at some point to see if they had any interest. And they were interested and, and receptive, which is awesome to see. And we, we didn't quite get anything put together for this last season, but um, we reached back out recently and we are we are going to be broadcasting the Bandera 100K live in a couple weeks. Yeah, it'll be here before we, before we know it. And 
yeah, I mean, super, obviously super excited to, to be able to do that, right? Like Bandera is a race that connectivity issues have always been maybe a, a, a crutch for why there hasn't been more coverage, but it's a, it's a, a very, very important race on like the, the national or global racing calendar, right? Like being kind of the first golden ticket race of the calendar year. And so, yeah, I mean, super stoked to, to, yeah, just be able to bring live video coverage from, from, uh, the trails, the beautiful trails of Bandera, Texas. Yeah, definitely exciting. Um, there, yeah, historically it's been tough to get information about what happens at Bandera because it's so remote and there's almost no cell phone reception from what we gather. And so, you know, we're going to do our best. We're, we're working alongside Tejas trails, uh, and some other folks, so to try and bring this to you. So still want to put a disclaimer out there. We don't know yet what it's all going to look like, but we're going to do our best to, you know, do better than has ever been done before, which not much has been done. <laughs> so hopefully the bar is pretty low, but no, I think we've got a, a solid plan. I think we should be able to bring some good images and, and kind of help follow the race. So We've already got the live stream scheduled on the Era Viper Running YouTube channel, so go bookmark that link and yeah, join us. It'll be January 7th starting at 6 a.m. Arizona time, 7 a.m. Central, Central yeah. time. So we'll go live a little bit early. We'll hopefully have some great visuals pending the fog lifting um, from across the course. One of the nice things is it is a two-loop course, so... We should have coverage from most of the aid stations and hopefully you'll tune in at least part of the day. Check it out. Support it. Yeah. And anyone who is in Texas who wants to help, we do have some uh, volunteer filming slots available. Um, so you can check that up. Check that out on our uh, AeroViper website, like our volunteer yep. uh, page there. You can check that out. But yeah, basically... Um, yeah, we're going to be doing our best to bring bring live coverage from Bandera yep. to the masses as it should be. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's very exciting. Of course, last season we had um Black Canyon and then we did Havelina Black Canyon and then this season for the 2023 Western States we're doing Havelina Bandera Black Canyon. So, uh, we haven't spoken to the folks at Canyons this year. Um we would love to participate, but it is days before the Cocodona 250. So <laughs> I think we're going to have to leave that. Hopefully the fine folks at UTMB have something that they're cooking up on their end. Um, so, I mean, we're here to support you if you need any anything from us, but we probably won't be able to host that one, unfortunately. Yeah, and I think one of the like things that I hope that this does the most is open up more like cross collaboration opportunities, right? You know, us working with Tejas trails, I think that, you know, more race organizers working together for kind of the betterment of the sport is, you know, something that's super important, right. In terms of, uh, being able to share more incredible stories, uh, over the course of the year. So, yeah, I mean, I think the, the storyline of people racing their way into Western States is really cool. Like we've, we're kind of beating the drum maybe by saying it again, but it, it is, it is something fun to follow. And I think it gives us some good storylines to anchor into as we follow, you know, the athletes that 
try and fail and try again and fail and then they finally get it months or years later is so cool and then to see what they end up doing on race day on such a big stage i think is just really awesome so i think this just gives us another chance to focus on you know the athletes and the sport and i know it is a focus on the front of the pack here um which you know we don't we don't always just do that at our races but it is nice to i think follow some of these storylines at the front of the pack for sure so yeah that's our big announcement yeah (laughs) at least for now got any anything in the chat for us bryce we do let's uh let me i'm just gonna filter back to the top i'm just gonna read through we have a few questions on here one specifically for you matt uh but let me see here hopefully that's hopefully it's a good question well the one for you i liked let me see Part of Bryce's role here at Aravipa is to filter questions about me. Here it is. Did Matt ever get a mule to train for that prospector race? Oh, that's a good question. No, I did not. Not yet? Not yet. All right. Still in the hunt. Uh, Jamil, how long until Arlen becomes the next Barkley finisher? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. That's a great question. Um... I mean, I wouldn't put it past Arlen. I think he's incredible, but we'll see, man. I think there's probably a couple people I, I think might get it done before Arlen. Um, their names might start with Carol and Joe, but we'll see. Um, any thoughts on the new Canyons 100-mile course? I don't know that I know it. Um, so I don't know that I, don't I have either. any thoughts on it yet. We'll have to we'll have to get some information together and Mike, is it going to happen? Is the the course well, going to be for this year? I heard a f- from a friend who used to live there, who knows a bunch of people there, saying that a significant amount of the course is still blocked off due to the fire damage. So, well, I hope and we're so. entering the winter season, so they're not going to be able to do any work on the trail until the spring thaw. So, I know they were out there a little bit, right? Or the, yeah. yeah, I mean, but they might have to just. I mean. It did burn, what, almost all the way down to the American River below Forest Hill. So that's like a significant portion of that course. I heard 40 miles is closed off right now. It's going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Um, Um, I mean, if I could have to see if I can see what the race looks like. I don't know. Uh, it's so just up in the station, air right now. Aid station fireball says, looks like it's just a mishmash of the canyons course with parts of way too cool and formidable thrown in. Yeah. <laughs> it's the whole, yeah, it's all the stuff. In that it's area. like, uh, let's just throw these three races together. And, uh, here is our, here's our hundred mile baby. Will we get to see Scott Trayer's interview series continue for the golden ticket chasers? The Chasing Gold? Yes. So, yeah, we are in talks with Scott Trayer right now. Our people are talking to Scott's people. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I have asked Scott, and I think we um, will hopefully get a few. I think, you know, it might not be like the 15 we did the first time around um, for Black Canyon, but hopefully we can get a handful, maybe six to eight would be really cool. So, actually, I might need your guys' help to identify some athletes and maybe make that initial contact. Love it. And then, um, yeah, we'll get Scott going. But, yeah, I think we do plan to do a mini Chasing Gold series. We plan to do a pre-show here as, like, a studio test 
potentially Friday, the day before the race, we're going to have the live broadcast. And then in a perfect world, I, as long as I have a little bandwidth, cause I'll be out there. I hope to do some pre-athlete interviews upon arrival, as long as we have everything sorted on site. Um, and then hopefully we do some other sort of content, um, in addition to the live stream, but we'll just have to see bandwidth permitting. Have y'all covered the new trail runner of the year vote by free trail? No, no, not yet. I think, well, there's ultra runner of the year voting is taking place right now. FKT of the year voting is also being placed, taken place right now. Those are done by panelists. And I believe my understanding of the free trail one is it's just popular vote from the community. It's like open source, but it is global. So anyone can vote. Yep. Yeah. I am appreciative of, you know, Dylan and that team for like putting it together. I think that there's space in the sport. It's got like my brain spinning on uh, all the cool stuff that could happen in the sport in terms of those kinds of things. But... Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't looked too much. I mean, into my it real yet. question is, when is Mountain Outpost bringing back the Ultra Bromance of the Year award? Well, I mean, yeah, I think we should. <laughs> I think we should. I think there needs to be, like, instead of having like, oh, all these different awards that live independent of each other. I think we need. I don't. What do you got going on <laughs> there, Brett? Ads huh? over here. We need <laughs> to get our, Something got I hairy think we on need, there. Uh, <laughs> I think we need like our version of like the Heisman Trophy ceremony where it's like all of these different awards that are voted on and owned by different entities can be presented to the people in one, uh, one, one ceremony. elegant night. Yeah. You know, Perfect. it could be the trail runner of the year presented by Free Trail here at the 2023 Era Viper Running Trail Runner Award Ceremony. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh. Ultra bromance, me and porta potties. <laughs> I mean, it would make sense to do an online show, of course, but you could have like each group come on and present their awards. Exactly, that could be really cool. Where like Ultra Running Magazine comes on and they kind of make their presentations, and then you could hear from the award winners on yeah. the show. Would be really cool. Then you could move to fastest known time. Then you can move to free trail. Then you can move to whatever else. Just saying, very, I think it's a very interesting idea. I do like that a lot. I've I've pitched it privately to some friends. And it's been pretty well received. So. Nice. Just saying. Uh, any plans for a longer distance at Copper Corridor? 100 mile or 100K specifically, but 50K is the longest one. So I think 50 yeah, we, mile would be in there. Oh, yeah. I have I have courses drawn up for sure. For I have <laughs> Of course. What, what distances do you want? I've, I have all the way up to 200 miles drawn up. So, um, you know, we could go all, the, all in. I think the challenge there is it's on, it's so close to... It's a bit close to Black Canyon, which makes it a little tough. I think this year it's going to be the week after. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Although I think sooner rather than later, we should probably add in a 50 miler at minimum, maybe a hundred K because it would just be so incredible. That area is, I mean, like, could you know, we would go from the Gila river through the, the white Canyon area. Say outside of the grand Canyon, coolest part of the arizona trail that area is ridiculously rugged and wild and beautiful and it's yeah it's so cool martinez canyon like all the way down to the gila it's just i haven't been down there lately i think what needs to happen is i need to go we just need to go on an exploratory run again 
Well, so. like so much rich history out that way as well. Like that whole yeah. area has yeah, so much history both in terms of uh like geographical history, like how Pickett Post Mountain was formed to um Well it's the entire like copper corridor. We would basically be extending history, yeah. further into the corridor, like further south, because there's all those mining towns um yep. all the way down to Oracle. Winkleman, Kearney, all those Mammoth, places down there. Mammoth. Old Ray, yep. Sonora. I mean that's where my family originally settled in Arizona. Oh. Which is pretty cool. Love it. Um, so yeah, not for 2023, <laughs> maybe 2024. That's pretty much it. Uh, oh, copper corridor up picket post. Love it. Um, free trail, put their up runner voting post. to be open and then critique the selections midstream, reiterate the rules. I assume it was because it wasn't how they going, how it hoped. Yeah. I didn't really understand everything i didn't catch all that did you like people were upset about something no it sounded like um they have like selection criteria that is put out publicly right so that hopefully voters are more informed and those criteria were maybe just reiterated mid-vote uh which led some people to believe maybe they weren't happy with oh, like the way they see, the results were Because you can't, we can't see the, how the votes are correct, rolling in. but they would be able so to. So they, they're basically seeing the votes rolling in, and it's probably like Courtney and Jim, and then they're like, hey, Read actually, you're supposed, you're supposed to spend like 40 hours researching every runner. <laughs> I, I don't want to say that <laughs> that was the, though. I don't want to say that was the intention by any sure. means. I want to say that that is how maybe some people had interpreted but that's probably that. why panelists exist because they, the panelists are chosen because they are going to be more discerning of the qualifications and like the mm -hmm. guidance that's provided by the organizers of the awards ceremony yep. or something. Um, so it's a tough thing. And like, it's tough because when I go through the list, it's an overwhelming, and I know they limited it greatly. There's only 150 names or so. <laughs> part of it you know there's yeah. not thousands but there's still a lot yeah and at, like i start scrolling through to pick my 10 and i'm like i don't know like half these names first off and like to just click through each name to try and find out what they did to compare against other people and how they did and remember it's like hundreds of data points like i don't know so i'm going to start to select people that i know of that i kind of remember what they did this year yeah. so yeah courtney oh yeah i remember she did something oh yeah Devin Yanko maybe or whoever. Yeah. It's like, oh, Sarah Alonzo had some great stuff or a couple people from the Golden Trail series, you know. But it's challenging. It's not easy and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, that's just my that's my perception and like when I was going through it, kind of what I personally was doing, I was like, well, it's definitely hard. Hopefully it's becoming easier as more races become get like media attention whether it be live stream whether it be social coverage whether it be post-produced yeah. uh, media content hopefully just like the the general coverage of major races helps make it easier but it is it is still hard because you're also then you know you're comparing across so many different categories right and so it's too. like how do you compare you know remy bonet smashing everyone in all these golden trail series races with someone who joe mcconaughey who wins the cocodona 250 and puts on a clinic or like ali mack yeah ali right? mack and like and no no athlete is going to like 
be the greatest at the VK up to the 200 mile distance. And no one's going to put together a season like that in order to win an award like this. So it's yep. really hard to really compare it at all. It's really yeah. tough. Well, I think it, again, it opens, uh, opens the door to more awards, more awards, right? Really. Like yeah. if you're looking at college football awards, right, you have uh, an award for the best offensive lineman or the best tight end yeah. or the best receiver. And then you also have your Heisman trophy, which could be uh, position agnostic, right? It doesn't matter if you're a quarterback or a wide receiver or whatever. Anyone could win that. Maybe yeah. that's what we need in trail running. Maybe we need awards for when you say short course mountain too. running and yeah. like maybe yeah. When there's like fixed time, like you know exactly, and and that's an important part of our sport too. And like the certified distance type road stuff, like that's heating up and that's getting more exciting. You know what Alexander Sorokin is doing. Um, <sighs> there's just so many. There's so many things. I mean. And yeah, we don't just need one thing. We need all of it, and yeah. we need more of it. Probably, like who's the best at two hundreds? Who's the best at hundred milers? Mountain versus flat. Yeah, I love it. Whew. All right, got I, for us, Bryce. I think that was. I think we got through the meat of the questions. Um, I do have maybe one quick take or two quick takes. If you guys want to take a quick peek at that. Yeah. Um, so a couple weeks ago. We talked about a bear, a man in a bear suit who was running across America. It was just a news article. We were speculating it was probably a prank. It was not a prank. He has a YouTube channel with 9,000 subscribers, actually. It was not a prank at all. And you can see in the shadow, he is, in fact, <laughs> wearing the bear suit. Um, but Does he ever set the camera down and run past it? <laughs> not that I see. Um, who's like in his hotel? I think most of it, I think he, most of it's him talking. (laughs) This was, so this was the most recent episode. I haven't watched it all the way through, but the last time he uploaded, I want to say was three weeks. I was going to say, how often are these? They were very often until three weeks ago. Oh, so he ended it again? Potentially. Maybe he needs a lighter bear suit. I don't know, but he was moving pretty well. And then looks like he made it to 15 date at 15 and then it stopped oh boy so i don't know i'm gonna keep checking back periodically to this youtube channel this is wild but it's definitely a thing and it was real Uh, i think it was ben cook who mentioned that in the comments of our last uh trail talk so ben if you're listening thank you (laughs) for this rabbit hole um this was my one real quick take here, which I believe both of you probably saw it already. Oh, God. Yeah. You see, it's, this has become known it's as the turkey trot takedown. <laughs> the battle for fourth place. Let me mute this real fast. So the battle for fourth place, which don't get me wrong, they're moving fast. Yeah, it's brutal. So... If this were a cycling race, the gentleman on the inside cuts his line, basically cuts him off. So if it were a cycling race, if this were the Tour de France, that person would be disqualified. I think they did disqualify him. Did they disqualify him? I'm pretty sure they did, yeah. Yeah, the guy that just ran, like he had all that room. Yeah, they they DQ'd him. All right, but did you guys notice the watch stoppage at the end? (laughs) Watch. I didn't until you just mentioned he stopped it, it like watch. after he fell. So wait, watch the guys on the ground and wait. He's first thing he does, boop. Boom. 
as he's laying there. <laughs> Classic. This has got to go to Strava. Priorities. Falls down. This guy like, hits I his think head his, in the barrier and like, what's going felt, on? Something like popped off. I don't know if it was sunglasses or what. But you see it fly into the middle of the course. Yeah, I think it was his glasses. <laughs> Stops this watch. <laughs> so great. Oh, man. So on that note, I think that's all I have for the quick takes today. Um, Any uh, final questions before we call it a day? Let's see. <laughs> I think I think we think I think we hit them. I think we hit them. I think we're good there. And so yeah, Cave Creek Thriller this weekend should be a lot of fun. We'll probably we probably will do a report on that. Should be ideal conditions for like fast times. I think yep. we just had some rains, but I think it's gonna be drying out cold temperatures it's gonna be yeah it looks like a cold front's coming in i remember yeah. last year it's gonna be in the 30s i think the next few days is for it for us in phoenix for the lows yeah Ooh, low in like highs in the 50s well that race starts at 6 30 a.m and so la- it's in the dark for like the first yeah like, half it, hour or so. so last year it starts like a mile like less than a mile from lake pleasant and so i was expecting like lake views and i never saw the lake you don't see the lake at You're, all it's not like damn good run you're below the lake <laughs> the whole time yeah. right and then there was just such a headwind last Ooh. year, the whole, and it's point to point, so it's the entire time. And I wrote this in like my my race recap blog, but I've never seen in a race before, uh, in a trail race, people actually drafting. I've mentioned this a few times off of Peter Mortimer. I've never seen anything like it. There was a string of at least three runners tucked down behind Pete Mortimer as he ran into the headwind, and they took off in front of me. Oh boy! Well, hopefully you guys get a tailwind this year. I'm hoping. Yeah. Let's see. There's some fast people in it. It should be fun. I'm, and uh, excited to run against the uh, the winner of the Tucson Marathon. He's going to be guns blade. Uh, unless he's sore, I mean. When you got Nick also. Oh, absolutely. And I know well, he's Nick's. He's used to getting crushed by Nick. I'm, I'm used to that. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah but you're a little going to be a little fresher. I do. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had a one-week gap. So, yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thank you all for tuning in once again this week. Thank you, Matt and Bryce, for being with me here today. Um, I'm trying to think if we're going to do a show next week, probably, probably do one more show before the holiday season might be our last show of the year. Um, we'll do a cave Creek thriller. Do we have point standings for dirt series been updated? Oh, ultra sign up? let me double check. I would love that. to take a quick look at those, but yeah. we'll do that next week as well. Hopefully with the cave Creek thriller results. Um, and then we'll do an across the years preview as well. So that's our last race of the year closing out, um, and starting off next year. So if you still want to come out and join us at Across the Years, we do have signups open for another couple weeks or a week or so. Um, Oh, yeah, here Uh we go. So starting with the Hawk. All right. We got Bryce, uh, of course, having run both of them. He got 869 points. That's tough. We'll take it for now. Going up against Chris there. Um, But, yeah, that does put him at the top of the list. And then the women's race, so you got quite a gap on second, though. So Garrett yeah. Smith is second with 1588, and then third is Jake Sandmeyer with, with 1560. So a bit of a gap developing, but we'll see after Cave Creek Thriller. There's a lot of races left in the series. There is. And then the women's race, a little bit closer. We've got Bella Ward out front was your winner at Pass Mountain, also having a strong race at Frenzy. Lori Enlow and Christine Nelson also both racing. So a lot can happen here, but we're off to a good start. Shout out to Noel Kingston. 
Oh yeah, he's Crush been he his times. It. He's yeah, he's doing really well. He's putting down some solid times. I think he, he's looking fit. He's mm -hmm. looking thin and fit. Mm -hmm. I will say, tan too. All right. So next up, we got the Owl series. Did you say tan? <laughs> tan and fit. <laughs> we love Noel. All right. Dan Watson is fast. Wow. Okay. So both of them looks like your your early leaders and Amanda from nice. Pass Mountain did not return, um, but so now our leaders are our winners from Frenzy. Yep. And Amanda, of course, is racing again. I'm guessing Dan is as well. And the Roadrunner. Oh yeah, oh, look Jesse. at that! They swapped. Oh. Yep. Ooh, exactly the same points for Alicia and Jesse. Antonia also raced strong in both. It looks like that's interesting. So our winners in this series. This includes our 10K and 10 miler. Um, yeah, it looks like a couple of the other winners did not race. So our Pass Mountain men's winner and our McDonald Mountain Frenzy men's winner, neither of them raced the other race. So we'll see if they show up. And then what is the next one is the quail, which is our short distance. Sam Lev. Sam Lev out to a perfect start. And neither of our winners for the women have raced both races. So they are lurking moment. Jennifer and Katie. Yep. And then the, I believe the last one's not starting till spring. Yep. Yep. Hummingbird okay. is in the spring. Nice. Awesome. Well, there you have it. Thanks for running through those like to recognize everyone that's taken part in our dirt series that was the dirt report right there that was the dirt we report. Did it. we got to mention it mention <laughs> the name. awesome well we will see you guys next week have a great one say hi if you're out at thriller this weekend hope to see you otherwise see you next week bye thank you